Welcome to our Portuguese Table Podcast. I'm Maria Lott, and these are Green Bean. And I'm Angela Samoz, and we're just two chicks dishing about Portuguese food, culture, and what it means to be Portuguese. So grab a glass of vinho or um copo de café and join us as we talk about our favorite foods, reminisce about growing up Portuguese, and interview some of our community's most successful chefs and food writers. So, so sit, sit down, down at, at our Portuguese, Portuguese table. table. Welcome, everyone, to our Portuguese table. Both Angela and I are very excited to have our guest today, which personally, I filmed with her at Ashadinga Cheese. And we have Donna Pacheco on. Hi, Donna. Good, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So we were talking about this before we started uh, filming or filming or recording, I should say. See, I'm getting filming and recording all of this, all confused. <laughs> but it, so it happens when I, you become a star, Maria. Oh, if you were <laughs> near me, I'd be smacking you right now. <laughs> that is the furthest. No, I'm just a green bean. Just a green bean. But I happen to be lucky enough to be in Pataluma, California, where your farm is, your family farm, Ashadinga Cheese. And they, Donna and her family, just produce, I think, one of the best cheeses I've ever tasted. And I am not a feta person by any means, but it is the only feta I've ever liked. And it was like, oh my God, this is an amazing cheese. <laughs> and um, so I got to meet Dawn and I got to meet her family. So I'm kind of a little biased here because I just think they're the best and they're wonderful. And I I really think we need more people to know about Ashadinga cheese and what you're doing because you're doing amazing things there. So with that intro, that's a huge intro. I'm that sorry. Is. Oh and my that's God. an enormous intro. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, Donna, welcome. Welcome to our Portuguese table. Thank you so much. And the honor has been completely all mine. Mm. So tell us, Donna, tell us your story. Tell us your family story, just so people would know. So it's my husband and I, along with our four kids, and uh, the name of the company, Ashirinha, is from my father-in-law grew up in the town of Ashirinha in Portugal. And so uh, he came to the United States and ultimately ended up in Petaluma, where, you know, he raised his four kids in the farmhouse. And now we're raising our four kids in the farmhouse and, and just kind of trying to keep this heritage going. All four of our kids are a big part of our farm, and we're doing a number of things besides making cheese. We're actually, you know, got our feet and or you know our toes in a little bit of the water all over the place, just to kind of sustain the family farm and to keep things going. And so, cheese was our 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 best idea, really, to kind of sustain ourselves, and it has a lot to do with how the animals are fed as to the flavors and the cheeses and and also the digestibility of the cheeses themselves. Right. You know, the one thing that when we were filming in your farm and in the barn and all of that, you know, and people think, oh, cows and goats and this, it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna smell or it's gonna be dirt, you know, it's a farm, a farm. <laughs> but you know what? There was none of that. It was the cleanest farm I've 
ever been on. And I can say that wholeheartedly. And the animals are so well cared for and loved. And, and I think that's the reason why they produce this amazing milk and hence creates this amazing cheese. So it all goes hand in hand. There's a lot of love that's shown to your animals there. And it's, um, it's a really wonderful thing to see. We're very lucky to be doing what we're doing. We really are. Yeah. In, in all of that, you know, I, uh, I was able to, because you hold tours or, and, and how to, uh, how the cheese is made, how your butter is made, all of that stuff. So talk about that. What, what, what is, if I'm in Pataluma, California, because now people are going to see you on PBS, granted just regionally now, but eventually everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and they're going to see uh, us putting on our hats on our head <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and making your fresh cheese and all of that. But uh, talk, you do have a tour. So if people are out there, they can come. And, we do. Uh, our tours are generally just our basic tour is about an hour and 45 minutes. It, it's quite extensive just because we want to make sure you, I wasn't raised in this kind of environment. So for me, I think I appreciate it even more. And I want to make sure that people have an idea of what it takes. And so I love giving the tours and, you know, it helps that we love what we're doing, but our tours, if you just go on our website, um, our website has a list of dates, or if there's a date that you're really interested in, just email me and I may not get back to you right that day, but I will get back to you within two days and, and just kind of let you know, yeah, sure. That's, that's great. We can do cheese making classes. We do those probably once every other month. Um, those are a little bit longer, but, um, but yeah, I love having people out and, and really, you know, getting to experience what a family farm really is like. Well, you just said something of, I wasn't raised in this. (laughs) So how explain that? Where were you raised? So I was raised, my dad was in the Air Force, and so we traveled around quite a bit. And so Petaluma was the last stop. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So, and then something? I just happened to meet my husband, and I just rudely kind of asked him what he did for a living. And he said he had cows. And I'm like, oh, you have cows? <laughs> <laughs> and that was kind of it. <laughs> had you like, had you ever seen a cow before up front? Um, not, not. Uh, yeah, n- not actually to where I could pet them and mm. interact with them. And uh, you know, I'm sorry, Donna. From someone who saw you in it all, you took it to it very well, because I would have never known you never came from a farming background. Let me tell you that. Well, so. I, think it's, I think it's funny, too. I mean, it's, it's not like an, an odd question, had you never seen a cow, but there are a lot of people that have never, nope. like other than on TV, they've never up close and personal seen a cow or other farm animals you or know, like understand touch, their breeding touch and their, their nose, body composition. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's kind of so, sad. It is it sad is. that we don't know, sorry, but we don't know where our food is coming from. And yeah. so it really is a shame to kind of go through this. And, but, but that's kind of the exciting part of, you know, me and my tours is, you know, it's like I'm, I'm rambling on and I see the expression on people's face because it's something that they, they didn't even think about. Right. 
Yeah. So I love that. <laughs> wow. So what has been, what's the most, when you do your tours, because, and I will say my, my cousins went and did it. Um, I think it was oh. a couple months ago and they loved it and oh, I good. still haven't done it. And, you know, I'm just, it's one of those things where people say, oh, you live in California and I, we actually live in the Bay area too, but it's kind of far. It'll probably take me about two hours to get to you. Right. Um, right. And so it's, you know, on a weekend, especially it might take even longer because everybody's headed out to do fun things. Right. So right. it's, just, uh, I haven't been out there yet and I promise I will, I will get out there, but what's been, I guess, what's the most requested or what's the favorite thing of people when they come out to do the tour, like when they're giving you, I guess, feedback or, or their requests. I don't know. What's, what seems to be the biggest thing when you get tours? Um, I get a, a variety. I get, you know, people really kind of asking, you know, for the animal TLC, for the animal interaction, which mm. is outstanding for me. But I, I think one of the biggest points that people, you know, will say, well, why is your cheese different, you know, so often? And because we, we do farmers markets through our area. And so those are a lot of the people that will come up. And I, you know, I think it goes kind of goes back to feeding them a more alkaline diet will affect the flavor in the cheese. Obviously, if we have green grass, we've got them out on green grass all day long. That's going to make the curd sweeter. Where we don't feed corn, which is sacrilegious because all of my family's from Des Moines, Iowa, but <laughs> we don't feed corn. What we feed is we feed brewer's grain from five different breweries here locally. Oh, wow. And so that brewer's grain is fermented so the girls can digest it much easier. And so if it's if the dr- grass is dry, then we're going to have more of the flavors of the brewer's grain come through in the cheeses than as to where if they were eating green grass. And so it's it's just kind of those those things that that we know it makes sense, but we just don't think about it unless we're actually in the thick of it. Mm. One of the things that I had forgotten about the um, our our visit there was, of course, you, you have all these beautiful cows. I mean, the cows are gorgeous, um, and they are the I can't remember the the, the type of cow with the with the nice big eyes and the jerseys. Jerseys, they're yeah. so beautiful. They're just they're a the beautiful best. cow. And then, of course, all the little uh, goats that are there, and I got to feed the goats. I had to do a uh, uh, labor in the farm <laughs> so that I could taste some of the cheese. I had to do some labor and, but they were, they were just the cutest little things. And in it all, you have these two dogs that are wherever you go, they're your shadows, wherever she goes, these dogs follow her. Yeah. So everywhere that I went, I went with Donna and all these two dogs kept following us all around. <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden a duck comes out of nowhere <laughs> <laughs> and is following one of the dogs. Ruby, she has yes. her, her duck. Yep. Yes. So there's a duck in love <laughs> with a dog. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that poor dog is getting ready to have babies today. So she's oh, not too happy. But that was no. Ruby and Henny that was following us around. And, and duck, um, he, that Ruby is his girl. Isn't that something? A, it's funny. See, love is love. Even yep, a I duck suppose. and a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot all about that until I was seeing the episode this past week. And I'm like, oh my God, yes, the dog. And the duck. <laughs> so for those visiting there, you'll see a dog with a duck following it. And you'll yep. understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I know when we met, 
you had won an award. Your cheese had won an award back in when? 2002. In 2002. And what was the award you won, Donna? It was for our aged goat's cheese. And so, um, you know, it was the capricious. And so with kind of the fluctuation of goats in their production, the cheese that we're making now is a blend of both goat and cow's milk. So, yeah, we've, you know, we just kind of took the same recipe and altered it a little bit and added some cow's milk to it. Right. But what was the award name? It was um, the American Cheese Society Best in Show for 2002, which is pretty exciting. For somebody that really didn't know what she was doing, it's pretty outstanding. And this is the best cheese in the USA, correct? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm I'm curious, though. So did you like take a class or did you just experiment or did you watch YouTube videos? How did you figure out? you know, what kind of like, what style of cheese you wanted to make? And then how did you learn about the fermented grain thing and how that would affect the taste of the cheese? So with cheese making, um, I tell everybody I had made a lot of disgusting cheese, which the nicer way would be to say trial and error. I, I work with a Dairy Connection in Wisconsin. They're a company that I get all my products from and they've helped me tremendously. As far as YouTube, in our later years, our our Wi-Fi was good enough. We are in the country. So our Wi-Fi was good enough. That's how I learned how to make kefir and butter and fromage blanc and chev. But initially, it was, you know, primarily trial and error. Um, and like wow. I said, I made a lot of really bad cheese. Um, <laughs> as far as the more alkaline diet. Basically, what was happening is, is when a cow eats too much corn that's genetically modified, her stomachs don't operate properly because she doesn't have the digestive enzymes to break it down. And this is with a a kernel of corn. And so the vet would come out and he'd listen to her stomachs and one of her stomachs weren't gurgling the way it should. And so he would clear out the contents and put it in a bucket for us. And so basically he flat out said they can't digest this. And then what they would do is pump her full of antibiotics and say, good luck. Well, we know antibiotics strip the digestive enzymes. And so then we kind of, you know, just kind of progressed into, you know, things that were fermented. And obviously we know they can digest the grass, but if they're just feeding grass, everything goes right through them. They're not maintaining that nutritional, any kind of nutritional nutrition in that. And so, you know, they do need to be supplemented with okay when they're eating grass. So it's about working with a nutritionist and kind of talking to them a little bit, you know, can we do this? Should we do this? And it was finding the right partners. Also feeding whey when we're done making cheese, feeding whey back increases their butter fat and it has good enzymes in it, for, you know, good bacteria from making the cheese on top of the fact that I make my own kombucha. And so I put a little bit of the SCOBY, which is fermented, ferments the tea. I put it in the way as well. And it, it's all of these things that, that make it easier for them to digest. But if you give them too much of that stuff, they won't be able to maintain it. So Mm -hmm. it's just, and and my husband's family has this cancer gene. And so the, the basis was, you know, 
a more alkaline diet. Well, it works better with the animals than it does my husband. Let's just say that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so so it, it was just kind of one of those things. But by them eating a more digestible diet, again, we can digest their products easier. Kind of like a chicken out scratching and eating bugs and grass and things like that. We can digest that egg much better. So it, it's those things. Right. Uh, and of course, I'm thinking of all of the stuff. So, you know, how not everyone uh, puts that much thought, I think, in making cheese and butter. I don't think as much thought as you do. I, I really don't. But and- the reality of it is, is for us, we are survivors. And so it's, we're always looking for another way to make us stand out, what's going to make make us more special, what's going to make us unique. And this isn't just, you know, knowledge, it's, it's, you know, pure survival in, in some aspects as well. You know, it, it's, it's about education and it's, it's all of those things. So Mm. I want to stay here. I really like it here. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And I want my kids to have this opportunity as well. Absolutely. And you know what? And the thing is, is Angela, if you haven't tried their cheese and butter, you're going to have to real (laughs) soon because I've never had, I wish I could have packed all the stuff and like brought it with me. Um, (laughs) And because trust me, if I had a cooler, I think I would have. And the butter was the creamiest thing I've ever had. And it was to the point where there was a pile of butter, no word of a lie, just a big <laughs> heap of butter that one of the workers was weighing for to sell it for the market. And it was like, oh my God, I just want to wash my hands and put my hands in that butter because it <laughs> looked like it was so much fun to like go in and work with the butter. It was the least greasiest thing I've ever touched in butter. Hmm. It was completely a whole different um it could be skin cream it was that creamy wow it was beyond it was beyond and and the same thing with the cheeses it was so good and of course as i'm sitting there at the table i'm like okay how can we have this cheese in the east coast how can we have this cheese in the East Coast? And I know because of its shelf life and because of it not having all of the, um, you know, the products that exactly, it's a very hard thing to do, which I'm very sad for us here in the East Coast. But for all of you out there in the West Coast, you better be enjoying all that cheese and butter <laughs> because let me tell you, it is beyond, beyond. Well, this is perfect because I just started keto yesterday, so oh, I'm going to be eating lots of lots of cheese and butter. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get to Pataluma stat. Stat. <laughs> so, are you? Um, how do you? I guess the I mean the word I'm just comes to mind is innovate. But like, or do you have? a list of like new things you want to try? Do you come out with new products every year, every couple of years? Like how do you kind of keep things interesting over there? Well, it's usually my husband kicking me in the tail and (laughs) um, we just went to breakfast the other morning and it was so, um, when are you going to make a new cheese? (laughs) So 
I'm, I'm starting with something, you know, I'm experimenting with something now, you know, it's just a little, uh, a little time consuming. I need to kind of play with it a little bit. So, so yeah, you, you're constantly trying to reinvent yourself. And so we generally every year and a half, every two years, we try to come out with something. We try to come out with something new. So, so that's what we're working on now. I have an idea, Donna. I have an idea. Okay. So you know how you have that, what is it? There's that uh, cheese, I think it's from, is it Fayal? Uh, One of the islands in Fayal. They do, it's kind of hard on the outside and almost like a brie, you know, kind of, no, no, it's harder. That's a harder shell on the outside. But when you cut the very top of it, the inside, you can scoop it up and spread it. Oh my goodness. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. And I had that uh, for the holidays because it's not something that they carry all the time. And when I saw that they're like, when I saw the the cheese, I'm like, oh, what kind of cheese is this from Fayal? I mean, I've never had this. And they're like, oh, it's really good. Da, 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 da. And and I'm like, okay, let me let me get it because you've got to buy the whole thing. You can't just, you know, you can't cut it by sure. slice and the whole thing. And, but it's um maybe about, oh, I want to say like, seven inches round. It's not like it's that big. That's what I was thinking. It's probably about an eight pound wheel. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God, Donna. It uh-huh. was incredible. Okay. So I need to pick your brain a little bit okay. more about that. All right. Okay. <laughs> Cause that's it. I can see that because I, I, I can definitely see you doing something like that. That would be outstanding. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, it's funny in all this and, and I've, I've said this before, but when we put together the eight episodes, it really kind of all came together. And I knew I, I had a, like a vision of how it looked like, but for some reason or another, I knew things were going to just kind of happen in it. And through it all, it kind of happened all organically. It really nice. did. And so when I was in filming in San Miguel, I um, knew of one location that I wanted to film, but I needed another location. And they recommended this place in Ashadinga in uh, Nordasht, which is part of San Miguel in the northern part of of San Miguel and the Azores. And I was working or I milked a cow. I milked a cow in Ashadinga in the small little farm of this beautiful couple who actually lived in California for 10 years, but he was from Ashadinga and they went back and are living there and, and doing all these amazing things. And she makes kabucha also. And I mean, it's just really, really sweet. So when we said, okay, we're going to film now in California, I'm like, okay, Angela, honey, Okay, I need to be, I need to find a cheese company. I need to find a wine company. I need to find, you know, again, I knew in my head what I needed, but I didn't know where to begin. And Angela is, um, you know, associate producer in there. She does have that credit. And (laughs) Ashadinga Cheese came, she mentioned Ashadinga Cheese. And I went, oh my God, that's exactly where I'm going to film. Because it made sense in the beginning pretty much of the show of me being in Ashadinga. And then it's also a, um, a dairy and then coming to Petaluma and being in an, a place where 
it all began in San Miguel, but it continues in California. And that same tradition, that same love of the land, the same love for the animals, the respect that it all takes to produce an amazing product, just kind of, it's the same. It's almost like it was picked up and dropped. And and after seeing it all together, it was um, it was truly amazing. Your, your farm is really amazing. I appreciate that. Yeah, I yeah. appreciate you, and I appreciate all of this. Yeah. This has been amazing. Yeah, I do think it's it was pretty serendipitous how um, you had because there was no like go find a place called Ashadinga or whatever. No. It, it just was a pure coincidence, right? No, no. So when Maria was asking about places to go, I was like, oh yeah, we'll go to Ashadinga Cheese and, and you know, we'll, we'll hit up Mania's Vito in, in Sonoma. And it was like, oh my God, I filmed in Ashadinga. She's like, do you think they're from Ashadinga? I'm like, probably. Why what else yeah. would you name? Why else would you name <laughs> exactly. the place Ashadinga, right? Exactly. So exactly. it was very, very serendipitous. And very it really was. It really it was. was. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I met Donna, it was like, I had known her all my life. Oh, you're a doll. Yeah. And we're there and I'm like, I feel like I've known you all my life. I mean, I just had know? the best time with you. Maria, Maria has that effect on people though. She does. She's either like your mother or your big sister or, oh God, you know, yeah. your, your Tia Maria as you will. Yes. You know. <laughs> all the above. She mm-hmm. has the best personality. Oh, it was so much fun. And I, I can't wait to do it all over again. Well, and you were in a whirlwind. I mean, really, you guys have done a, an an amazing job all the way around your cookbook, you're dealing with your family, you have all of these things. And you really, you have accomplished so much in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder I'm, I'm like exhausted. Don, I know. <laughs> So, so Donna, tell us, so one of the things that we often ask our guests is, you know, what it means to be Portuguese, but for you, it's kind of like, what does it mean to have come into this Portuguese family and you're now making cheese in the Portuguese tradition uh, as as some married into Portuguese, (laughs) right, right, right. Yeah. Sorry. That's kind of what I meant, but yes, to be married into (laughs) so tell me what, what has that experience been like for you and, and, um, you know, you are, of course, honorary Portuguese now. The, yes. Sort of, you know. Yes. You know, I, I think the biggest thing is really the Portuguese sense of community, um, culture, the richness of the culture. Again, being raised in the military, I'm, I absolutely love my family. I go and see my family once a year, but it's nothing like the Portuguese culture. There's some really, you know, strong traits and the Portuguese festas and you know, having my daughter, the queen in the, in the Portuguese parade. And mm-hmm. it's just uh, holding on to that family culture that, you know, I, I say this carefully, that a mutt like me, um, you know, really hadn't had the opportunity to experience. And so having this opportunity has been unreal. And again, you know, as I'm looking at my husband's family pictures on the wall and you you just kind of get a feel for how hard they worked and, Mm -hmm. and they certainly will tell you, but it's like just seeing the pictures, you can see it. And, and, and it's, 
it, again, it's still that community and we still have my husband's parents, friends stop by and leave us oranges and fava beans and tomatoes. And, you know, it, it, it's all of that, that I, I really, we are very rich to have that. Yeah. Couldn't yeah. have said it better. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't see you as a mutt. Don't say that, yeah. Donna. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm no. not offended. I'm not offended, but it's no. but I really don't have that cultural history. I just don't have that connection to it. And so, um where my husband is 100% Portuguese, um which I, you know, I say that carefully because he is Henri to go with that. But uh um, oh, we we all are to a little extent. <laughs> So, but it, it does definitely, you know, come through. You definitely see it. Well, you know, I'll have to say this because it takes, um, um, well, being Portuguese, we can say this, Angela, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we can be a little difficult, you know? You know, I can you know, it's interesting. Yeah, we have a, a little streak in us sometimes that, you know, can be a little, uh, oh, we'll say persistent, not, <laughs> not, uh, uh or whatever kind of thing. And to be able to be married into the Portuguese family, you've got to have, um, how can I explain it? <laughs> you've got to be a very strong person. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. and that's kind of what I was thinking with the Portuguese women is you have yeah. to be strong willed in order, yeah. you know, to really be who you are and to contribute to that, to that yeah. culture. Yeah. So you are very strong. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you know what? I, I don't know. How long, how many years have you been married now? Twenty nine. Well, there you go. I, I think you're an honorary <laughs> Portuguese woman. I I think that's <laughs> at this point now, I think you're part of the clan. <laughs> yeah. No, it's certainly rubbed off was certainly rubbed off on you. Oh yeah. So <laughs> I can only imagine what the your holiday meals must be like. So Take us to, you know, let's say, let's, you know, Christmas just passed or or New Year's. Do you make any special dishes with your cheese or do you have like some Portuguese specialties that your family enjoys or things like that? You know, for us, it's um, the green beans and linguiça. It's a no brainer. Mm. That's a necessity. (laughs) Um, I make them a couple of days beforehand and hide them. Um, down in the walk-in box so that my family doesn't eat them before the holiday. Uh, Maria's recipe for the sweetbread um, has turned out really well for my daughter. And so that's her contribution to the table. Feta, like she was saying, you know, the feta is something that is your seasoning. And so we can use it with just about anything. You know, we do a lot of, I do an egg. with uh with zucchini and artichoke heart and then we grade the brancha cheese inside that and then put feta in it um Ooh. you know Ooh, that sounds wonderful there's always um what my daughter we do make um kefir and we do a lemon flavor kefir and so what she does is she takes a my daughter is the cook of the household and so she takes a graham crust and puts this lemon kefir in it and then does a meringue on top of it, which kind of defeats the purpose of having the kefir, but it tastes <laughs> really good. Um, <laughs> so, that sounds wonderful. You know, it's all of those things. You, you learn how to implement, you know, whatever you have all over the place. Yeah. I, you know, I say I'll never be skinny, but, um, mm-hmm. but as long as my cholesterol is good, I'm happy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, we all have the, those issues. So that's, <laughs> you know, life comes with enjoying a lot of things. It does. And it and so you know, some people say, well, Maria, instead of eating like the whole piece, just have a little taste. You can just uh, taste uh, a little, you know, but <laughs> I have a problem with just tasting. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can keep eating this. And you want to so. enjoy it. Yeah, I do enjoy it. I enjoy <laughs> seeing people enjoy what I make, but I also enjoy what other people make. And I, I enjoy eating it also. So yeah, that's, absolutely. That's, a, yeah. that's the, the spice of life is enjoying yeah, what well, you're doing you know, and what you're eating. Exactly. Well, one of the things like I had said to Donna before, cause there was like a, uh, a display, a little board of different cheeses and there was feta. And when I found out that I was going to be tasting feta, I'm like, Ooh, ugh, that's not it was difficult. You were. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I don't like feta, but I'll try. And of course, she's like, no, it's, you know, it's really good. Da, 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 da. And I'm thinking to myself, I've had feta. It's not my favorite. Um, but she had it on. You had it on watermelon. Yes. It was like a pieces of feta on watermelon. Let With me a little tell mint you. and a little balsamic vinegar. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If it was not on camera, I would have shoved all those pieces in my <laughs> mouth. They were so good. I think I did shove it in my mouth after the camera was shut off, but it was so freaking good. It was so good. And surprising. Yeah. That's why we need people like you, you know, out here doing this because, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, not many people would think about trying. Yeah. Do you know, this is funny. I just, I keep now getting messages from people regarding California and this is just local because again, this is just regionally. So it's parts of Connecticut, parts of mass and all of Rhode Island. And so the question was, and I've had, a, uh, I think at least three or four people ask this, would I ever consider doing a food tour in California, showing off the places that I went to eat and cooked with? Oh my gosh. Um, yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much through here. Heck yeah. Yeah. yeah so there, um, I'm like, I even said this to Bob. I'm like, what? This is crazy. So people would go to California up from out West would go to California because they've never been out there, but now they've seen these places and they'd like to try this out, especially going to Portuguese, uh, establishments yeah. where they're because doing you that. said so. Yes. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And they saw it and they want it and it's, you know, they want to try it out too. So I, I'm like, I never even thought of that. <laughs> I think it's a brilliant uh, idea. Angela. Well, I mean, it's, it, you know, it's one of those things that you kind of think of and you're like, Oh, it'd be really cool to do that. But you just have to figure out the logistics and the cost and all that because, yeah, you know, cause, cause we have more and more, even Portuguese wineries that are out here, right? So yeah. you went to St. George, I but, then, St. George. but then there's also Carvalho, which is not far from St. George. There's Maishfica. Someone just told me about one in Santa Cruz. Um, there's another one that Jeremiah told me about, and I forget the name. So I'm like, oh my gosh, they're popping up everywhere. And they're, wow. and, and they're all within you know, a few hours of each other, not that far. So it could be the wine and cheese tour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That could be a whole separate tour. We've got a few nice Portuguese restaurants in the area. Yes. And so, uh, yeah, 
Yep. I just think that would be a perfect, a perfect um, pairing and tour. Well, what's funny is, is I know you haven't seen it yet and you will see it. You will see it because the, the stations, the PBS stations out in California, I mean, it, they're going to, they're going to want it. They're going to want it. (laughs) But my thing was, is uh, in the episode, of course, uh, Donna gives me some cheese that I bring to St. George winery to, cause I knew we were going to be pairing up uh, wine with different things because uh, Vern had told me that. So we brought it as a gift from Ashadinga cheese to Vern at St. George winery. And we had a wine called the Maria. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. And which is a, like almost tasted like a white port. It was, it, it was Ooh. delicious. It was delicious. And the cheese that I brought, which is the, oh my God, which one was I think it the brancha. It was think, the brancha. Yeah. Uh, when I, uh, that's the one I brought. We tasted it with the Maria wine and oh. it was perfect pairing. So I hope that Vern has continued with that pairing, Donna. And if he hasn't, he's going to hear from me. Uh (laughs) (laughs) But that sounds outstanding. It was a really wonderful pairing. It really was delicious. I I think we have a little, little business venture in the making. I think, I think (laughs) something could be done. I think something should be done. Yeah. I think so too. Well, you know, one of our upcoming guests does food tours in Portugal, so maybe we can pick her brain about how you, uh, how the how the logistics of that works. Yes, you know? and how to do a wine and cheese mm-hmm. uh, tour. I think I, I see it as a Portuguese wine and cheese because it's so close to each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's and then what again, I want to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. But there's some, but there's also so much you can do because so like you have the classes right to make cheese, but then yeah. Jeremiah also has the baking classes, and he's not uh, too far away. And he's then, not far away from Petaluma. Well, it's probably what two hours to Sacramento. Yeah, two hours. Yeah, which is not it's not terribly far. You know when you're, you know if you started in one place and made your way to the other and then spent the night at that place, you know right. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh my God. I think we're putting on a tour together, guys. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, that came from completely people I have no idea, just people who watched the the episode and said, Hey, if you do that, I'll I'd go. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. and again, your personality, you're super magnetic. So I think that would be an amazing thing to do. Well, and you can also do it on the East Coast, too, for us, you know, Californians who haven't spent a lot of time in Fall River. Um, right. You know, so like I'm going out there in April and the first thing I want to do is go see Portugalia Marketplace. <laughs> so you could go to Portugalia and you can go to, we go to Tia Maria's Cafe. We go to, what well, there's probably 12 other places we could hit. Oh, my God, there's you know so I mean? many. So there's instead so of many. instead of a pub crawl, you do a Portuguese <laughs> restaurant crawl. <laughs> Call it, call it the Galo, the Galo crawl. The Galo crawl. Yeah. Oh, that is perfect. <laughs> or the Keju crawl or the, you know, whatever you want to call it. But it can, yeah. It could be fun, you know? Oh, so, yes, yeah, it the could. Possibilities are there. The possibilities are there. Yeah. And you know what? And the whole thing is, is um, being Portuguese right now is really cool. 
Mm-hmm. Who, who knew? Who knew who being knew? Portuguese was really cool? Mm-hmm. And um, with you know every paper and magazine known to man, every publication, everything is like Portugal, the Azores, Portuguese, the you know Portugal, the Azores, you know Madeira. You know, it's all mm-hmm. about our food, our culture, our people, yeah. and yeah. Um, you know. So for those that don't want to travel overseas or you know go to Europe and or whatever, and want to do. Uh, different types of Portuguese tours per se in the United States. It's a wonderful thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's funny though, you guys, is that I have people who are like, stop sharing stuff about Portugal. <laughs> you're spreading oh. the cat out of the bag and you're going to ruin it. And I'm like, oh no, no. it's because of me. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm the reason no. that Portugal is overrun with tourists. Uh-huh. What is it? Rutgers <laughs> just put something out. Time uh, put something out. What was the other one that just did something? Else? Oh my God. New York Times. Wall Street New Journal, York Times, the post. I wine mean, enthusiast. I mean, you yeah, name it. You name article. it. Yeah. You name it. Mm-hmm. You name it. And uh, I mean, they're all doing it. And I don't think the, the for tourists per se, it's more now going to Portugal as well as to the Azores. There are those that are coming from the United States more than used to. Yes, the majority that are going to Portugal and to uh, the Azores come from the European community Ooh. because they've discovered that going to the Azores is almost like Europe's Caribbean. Yeah, or, or, or Hawaii. Yeah. Or Hawaii, correct. Mm-hmm. And so if you want beaches, you go to Santa Maria because they actually have beaches. It's the warmest of all nine of the archipelago. It's that's it's the way it's um, you know, in the Atlantic Ocean, it you know, you the way have it's positioned. Different. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. the warmest, the driest, and it has lots of beaches. So if you're a beach person and don't want to do anything more than that, that's the way to go. If you're into hiking and nature and um, all these amazing other things, you've got San Miguel with its craters, with its, you know, all mm-hmm. these trails everywhere, all of these things that are just incredible along with the food and everything. And so it goes, hmm. it, it's the majority are from other, from within the European Union. And it's the same thing with them going to Portugal for the weekend or now buying a home in Portugal or buying an extra home in the Azores. Mm -hmm. The, um, I think the, the British, um, the Germans and the Swedish are buying up homes within the Azores. Um, Wow. Yeah. I mean, they've kind of like, like all of a sudden, like, Oh my God, they're untouched. They're, you know, so special. They're all these things and nobody, and, and it's very inexpensive to buy homes. Yeah. I mean, you can still buy homes, a beautiful home, depending on where it is. Let's say in Ashadinga, you can buy a big, beautiful home for 90,000 euros. Oh my gosh. Because it's, it's, it's further up. Whereas if you go to Punta Delgada, you have homes that are half a million. Yeah. or a million or whatever. Uh, there are those prices too, but you can still find inexpensive homes on that island. And so it's, it, it's not us, Angela. It's beyond, beyond. Oh, it's, our control. Yeah, no, I know. I just think it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is. Because sometimes I get the same thing when I post anything about uh, the Azores and I show a picture or, you know, it's just, you know, special, magical, whatever. And they're like, Psh, don't tell anyone, stop it. Don't get it out. <laughs> it's too late. The cat's out of the bag, guys. 
No, I'm happy to see it because I know that the economy hasn't been great yeah. um, for for the Portuguese for Portugal, and so it's 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 nice to see that it's it's getting a little bit better too. Yeah, it's turned around. Right, it has actually turned around, so that's a good thing. It is. Um, what was I? Have you gone to Ashadinga? Have you been back? No, um, and it is at the very top of our list. Yeah, and so um, we we just need our kids, our youngest kids, to get a little bit older, so that it's not party at Pacheco's, um, <laughs> and then we'll be able to go. And we, you know, when we go, we want to go for at least two weeks. And so, yes, yes, I, I just don't think my children are ready. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, you might be surprised. Oh, you might I, be surprised. I. Uh, this this past year, we went for um, a cousin of mine's, uh, her, their daughter got married and my whole family was invited. So, and I wanted to go and everybody went, my daughters, my son-in-law, my daughter's oh. boyfriend, we all went. We were there for 10 days. We were there for 10 days. Uh, I don't count 11. It was really 11, but you don't count the going and the coming back. It's kind of, yeah. thing. so it's like 10 days there. And um, they loved it to the point where now even my daughter's boyfriend is like, um, so Miss Slaughton, do you think we'll, we'll, you'll be going back again this year or next year? <laughs> what do you think? And it's like, yes, we will go again. Yes, we will. Because I think they'd be coming along. I think they'd oh, be that's on. great. Yeah. So don't, I, I don't know, Donna, I think they would. I, I just can't take my kids because who's going to run the farm? Oh, that is <laughs> true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You're so right. That's, that's a downfall. Yeah. You're right. You need to leave them behind to take care of the farm. So you and, uh, <laughs> and your husband can go. That's right. So forget the kids. Yeah. Sorry. Forget them. Forget them. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Forget them. <laughs> They can go next time, but this time is my turn. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. Well, this is wonderful. I'm so, I'm so glad. I mean, we're coming into our hour of talking and um, again, it's been a, a wonderful time um, talking to you and, uh, and getting to know Ashadinga cheese. And I know in our, um, our after notes, we'll be putting in all the information on how to get a hold of Ashadinga cheese, whether it's for um, getting a hold of, to do some tours for them to come and see you or uh, to be able to buy your cheese. Cause I know you sell it online or just through farmer's markets, Donna. Um, we, we're not really set up online, but if you email me, I can ship cheese and, um, farmer's markets always in the Bay area. Yeah. Beautiful. And, um, yeah, this has been wonderful. It's been a lot of fun. Well, it has Anna, I, will, I promise I will get out there to see you very, very soon. Please do. And, um, I, I just may have to order some cheese before then though, because I got to <laughs> feed my keto, my keto diet. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and uh yes, I look forward to one day going back there and seeing you guys. Yeah. And especially where um once it starts airing out in the West Coast, I mean Angela and I have this in our heads that it's gonna be like this great premiere party and uh and we're gonna invite everyone who was part of it to be there. And um so we have this in our head. We we've 
we visioned it already, haven't we? Oh, and absolutely. Oh my God. It's going to be fabulous. Like, uh, it's good. It's yeah. So, so it's when that happens, that's a plan. So we will <laughs> see each other again. We absolutely will. I hope and so. Yes. And we wish you continued success and, uh, and all the best always. Thank you. And back to you both as well. Oh, thank you. Thank Donna. you for including me. Thank of you course, me. of course. And uh, thanks everybody out there for listening and joining us again um, at our Portuguese table. Please be sure that you have hit subscribe and you're sharing this with your friends and family. And if you haven't left us a review or a rating on iTunes, please, please, please do so. It actually makes a, a huge difference in getting others to find us and uh, join the, the conversation at our, at our Portuguese table. So with that, thanks for the continued support and listenership. And until next time, até a próxima, Maria. Até a próxima, querida. Ciao. Ciao. Bye. Thanks again for listening to our Portuguese Table podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, you can do so on SoundCloud or iTunes. And all episodes can be found on our website at www.ourportuguesetable.com. You can also reach us at feedback at ourportuguesetable.com with comments, questions, or suggestions. Até, Até a próxima! próxima.